So in this episode, I want to really get into some of the old school forgotten methods. A lot of times, especially in small businesses, man, especially in the whole startup landscape, being able to tap into good business development and good salesmanship is a prerequisite before you launch any real strong marketing campaign. All right, let's get into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Marathon Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Lemon, and I want to get into a couple topics today. This will be a short episode where I just want to talk about some of the basics. Like I think for a lot of my clients that operate in the medical um, in the medical private practice world, you know, we, we look first towards advertising and we think, OK, we got to launch a Facebook ad because that's what's in our face every day. And don't get me wrong. Facebook ads work. Um, it takes the, the right creative, the tight the right offer to get those to convert properly but too many times i've discredited facebook ads because i just didn't experiment enough and i don't know how else to really do that until you just test like you really get out there and you put up three or four different uh, landing pages and you see which ones convert you change the offer you make minor tweaks right and you don't try to do it all at once but that's a whole separate conversation i want to talk to you guys today not about advertising but more so about getting back into the basics and some of the old school marketing moves that still matter today. So let me, t- let me take you down memory lane really quick. So back in uh, 2008, I was uh, wrapping up college and and I had this uh, personal training business all throughout college that I built up and it was really coming along pretty well. I was a I was a personal training manager at this club in Midtown back in Atlanta. And, you know, over time, I really was able to grab my own clientele and I just did a classic move where I run out, launched my own, uh, my own company, had a couple of clients that want to join me, took a couple of my colleagues with me and we went out and we did boot camps throughout the city. We, we trained people inside apartment complexes. And when I was thinking about what's the best way to go about client acquisition, right? Cause I couldn't rely on the actual traffic from the gym anymore. I'm outside. I'm not inside of a, any type of a heavy foot traffic domain where I can just post up and hand out business cards and do free workouts. Right. Instead, we got pretty creative. We came up with some really cool, you know, flyers that we posted up in the actual communities, got some calls off of that. That worked out well. I started doing some Facebook direct messages. And I remember saying to myself, a couple of my, um, a couple of my uh, trainers as well, I was like, look, this is a game changer because I was able to bring on a couple of clients just from doing some direct messages back in 08 through Facebook. You know, it might have been 2010, actually. I say, oh, wait, man. 08, 2010, it's all kind of blurry back then. But either way, I feel like I was really early into doing direct messages on Facebook. I didn't get a lot of them. This is a time when like, it was really only really people, college students doing it. I was still in college, graduating. But still, so I, I was on it. And, and I'm reaching out to other people in college. Didn't really have the right you know, ICP as far as I do a client. But either way, <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. I, I took my lumps and learned along the way. And I was able to get some wins. I was able to get some, you know, some actual uh, clients from the Facebook DMs. And I remember telling people like, man, I don't know why people in the gym are worried about cold calling and cold emailing. That's dead. Facebook is the wave. Facebook is the wave. It's going to work. It's the only channel that we need, right, for us to really come on top and succeed. Yeah, so uh, I was definitely wrong about that <laughs> because today I currently work uh, for a medical device company, a smaller company, German-based, and I would say literally about 60 to 70% of how we go about bringing on new um, clients, not talking about people that are getting 
refer to us because that's where most of our traffic comes still word of mouth for a small company we don't have a huge ad budget we don't have a big marketing campaigns that we launch off we do emails like emails are still dominating today uh, we do email sequences through hubspot we get pretty good open rates i think the average across is at least 40 percent, which isn't bad i mean i got some that get up into 70s and even uh low 80 percent open rates click-throughs are pretty solid and we, we do some light facebook ads we do some seo we do some podcasting all right, cool. That's what I think most people are kind of into these days. With that, that's all digital, right? And I'm not talking a lot about the hand-to-hand combat, the old school ways. Like if you have zero budget, if you're a small medical practice doing under a million dollars, like how do you get out the gates? Where do you start? And there's a couple of things I would I think are home runs. There's still wins. Um, and I'm going to start off with literally, oh man, doing local events still to me is just, it's just one of the best ways to, to go about getting known in your community, especially if you're a medical practice or if you don't need to have a, a nationwide reach. If you're just a small, you know, local business, right, a micro business or a business that's just really pulls uh, B2C and more so pulls from three to five mile radius. Like if you're a gym, those type of those type of setups, man, local events, wrapping the car, that stuff still works, man. Wrapping that car, I think, is really a way that is highly under underutilized. I, I was at a conference recently um, and one of the top marketers uh, was one of this lawyers. He was a lawyer, right? Out of Alabama, actually. He runs and owns Alabama. And he's moving into the Atlanta market and he was telling me his strategy. He was like, look, we're going to wrap 200 cars out the gate. <laughs> Have them driving around the city. And it's true. It's a pure awareness play. There's not are a strong way to convert on it, but man, you're top of mind. And like from a branding awareness play, I think it's a beautiful move. Um, something that's a little bit more that can convert a little bit more direct, I would say is to cross promote with other local businesses. I don't see nearly enough small and medium sized companies, especially the micro companies, because they feel so threatened normally. They feel so threatened by the people around the corner from them that they're afraid to reach out to the community and other local businesses that they could cross promote with. I mean, like medical practices should be working with gyms. Gyms should be working with laundromats. Medical practices should be working with other bike shops in the area. All the type of, those are, those are great cross promotional activities. You guys could exchange email lists, do an email campaign. They get an offer from the other business and vice versa. You can have a lead boxes. You got flyers at the front, but I think it's mandatory. Whoever's representing the company, whether it's the owner at the front desk or whether it's the front desk person or the manager, whoever whoever it is at the business, they need to experience the other person's business, right? So they should be working out at the gym. They should be going to the physical therapy group. They should be using their dry cleaning services so they can speak at a deeper level about you know how they operate and how they care and, and, and really take care of their customers, right? So you can say it and you can sell it from an authentic place. You're not just pushing garbage. So you got to make time for that. The B2B plays highly underutilized. And don't even get don't even get me on this whole rant about collaborating with your competition. Like I think that I think that there's a great play. Matter of fact, I don't think. I know there's a great play with gyms working with other gyms. Like literally selling to private box studios that understand that, hey, they specialize in small group training from three to eight people in a group, let's call it. They should be working with other yoga studios. They should be working with other Pilates studios. They should be working with other big box studios. Like there's people are, are, are ridiculous to think that it's just because you have a big box gym doesn't mean you don't have a personal trainer. 
<laughs> like it's crazy. And, and and like just because you like one chiropractor because they have certain technology there doesn't mean you won't go to a physical therapist around the corner for a different a different group of um, uh, corrective exercise movements. Man, there's so much low hanging fruit if we understand our strengths and our weaknesses and, and understand our limitations and our boundaries and press into our and double down on our strengths and, and own those. Yes, you could probably do a lot of different things, but do you need to? All right, I'm, I'm done on that rant. Let me get let, let me get off of it. All right, um, patient referrals, right? Like you can run these campaigns where you can like have a campaign that where you can give back to somebody for bringing somebody in, giveaways, like all type of little local things that you, that we could be doing inside of our actual um, businesses, whether it's you know these small businesses or even within the actual community where you give things away to people that are in the community in that three to five mile radius. And last but not least, I think that there's still a play with junk mail. Like I call it junk mail, but people get it. You have to run it for a period of time. The bulkier, the better. And over time, I think that they will convert, especially if you have a QR code or if you have a number that they call in on and you just give a really good offer. Just like running ads, like having the offer and the creative is the thing that it, that's that's the that's the big differentiator. That's how you're going to tell whether it's going to be worth its weight in gold or just you know you know five hundred dollars wasted. But it's worth it's worth taking those risks. It's worth taking those shots. And so with that said, I would love to know what you guys thought about these offline old school marketing moves. You know, I posted on LinkedIn. Feel free to go check me out and go and go connect with me there. And I would love to know if you guys are still doing this or do you guys think it's dead and you guys are 100% tripling down on digital. Look, there's a whole bunch of ways to kind of skin this cat. So I would love to hear what you guys are cooking on and let's connect. And if you're interested in being a part of the Marathon Selling Club, please go over to MarathonSellingClub.com. Go check out the actual community. I'll be posting more content there. And it's just a great way for people to hold each other accountable to their actual goals and where they want to see their business grow to. With that said, I'm out of here. I appreciate you guys listening to the Marathon Selling Podcast.